a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name is Hot Take Mondo, and today we're going to do a Fountain Fantasy segment. So our first episode actually went pretty well. Uh, We had some great viewership, so I didn't think we would continue the Fountain Fantasy, but you know what? People want it. People want Hot Take Mondo to talk about some Fountain Fantasy, so here I am today. A lot of you are probably still drafting. Uh, we still have a couple of weeks till week one. So I wanted to talk about the middle of the draft. More so, I wanted to talk about value picks in your draft. Because we talked about the Fountain Fantasy Manifesto. We talked about kind of the top six running backs. I also touched on some of the like best wide receivers as well, but I didn't really talk about who to target in the middle rounds or even those that are low in their draft. So say you have to pick uh, 12 through 14, right? A lot of you aren't going to get those high, high valued picks, right? You're not going to get Alvin Kamara. You're not going to get Saquon Barkley. You're not even going to get someone like Austin Eckler if you're choosing that low. So these are players that any of you can get at any at any time really. You know, we'll talk about like where to get them, but for the most part these are going to be the best value picks. The players that people are really sleeping on that have incredible ceiling because at the point where you're in your draft where you already have, you know, three running backs, three wide receivers, at that point, you're not really going for production. You're really going for what a player could be. One of the best things we have there is time, right? So we talked about T plus T equals Fountain Fantasy success. That is talent plus time. And then time can be broken down into many things, right? It can be broken down into the amount of snaps the person has, um, the amount of times the person catches the ball, right? Whoever the workhorse is on that team. Even though they may not be as talented as someone like Amari Cooper, if they are the number one option on their team, it doesn't matter about their talent at that point, right? If they are the number one option and they're getting yardage and touchdowns, that's all that matters in fantasy football. So T plus T equals fantasy success. So I'll break it down. Each category we will do running back first, wide receiver. I'll talk a little bit quarterback and then some tight end. Um, You know, we... We really don't need to spend a lot of time on kicker and defense. I know a lot of you really value those positions. If you do, fine. You know, take Justin Tucker earlier in the rounds if you need to. But I'm I'm a I'm a streaming defense person. I'm a streaming kicker person. There really is not a lot of difference between you know the second best kicker and the tenth best kicker. And you never know when these these players are going to go off, right? Like look at last year. Um, Jason Sanders on the Dolphins was incredible the first five weeks and then wasn't very good towards the end of the season. You just never know with these guys. So don't don't spend a lot of time like, oh, no, which one should I take? Spend more time on, oh, no, what should I take in running back and wide receiver? But before we do all that, I want to talk about a few things. First, thank you for all the support on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash FCSM. You can find us there. And if you do donate monthly, we have different tiers. If you donate like $2 and then we have a $5 and a $10 tier, um, you can get a plethora of things. One of which is exclusive content uh, that we have from season zero, as well as um, interviewers that we've had in the past. You'll have access to some of their beer reviews, which is an excellent tool and there's a lot of great information there um so thanks again for supporting us and if you want to support us you can support us there also follow us on instagram our handle is fountain city sm 
and you can find us there referees has some amazing dank memes every week that he posts to kind of keep you all engaged we'll also do some more engagement on there i i did a live card reveal when i was in cooperstown i i, I revealed this box in which I got all these um, football cards from the 2021 NFL draft. So that was fun. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we'll definitely do some more stuff on there. And finally, for those of you listening from our last podcast, we had mentioned that we are going to have a Fountain Fantasy Football League just for Fountain City Sports Media members. So for those of you that are on Patreon, you will get first dibs on this league. And then those of you that have been contributors to the podcast, we will also give you first dibs. Then after that, for those of you that want to be involved, go ahead and message us on Instagram. You can also message us on Twitter. You can message us on email, which is fountaincitysm at gmail.com. And you might get picked. I think we're going to do a 12-team PPR league. So Reese and I will be on one team. Everyone else will be on other teams. So if you think you can beat us, go ahead and try to. I don't know if you can. Reese and I are pretty knowledgeable when it comes to fantasy football. I mean, I'm going to give you a lot of tools today. So if you are drafting with us, uh, it might be predictable or you might know who I like, but it's fine. I'll give it to you and we'll see what happens. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started here. We're going to start with running backs. So best value picks, meaning that I'm going to talk about players that are not ranked in the top 20 according to espn.com on their ppr list so top 20 running backs we've already talked about like six of them but let's look past the top 20 starting with number 21 miles gaskin running back for the miami dolphins okay so reasons why i like miles gaskin miles gaskin actually did really well last year he was rb8 in weeks that he played 69% of his team's offensive snaps. Now, this is important because Miles Gaskin will be the workhorse in Miami. The only person that might give him some competition is Malcolm Brown, but Malcolm Brown is not efficient enough and not as good as a pass catcher as Gaskin to kind of take away his role as the number one RB. Like, yeah, they, they might split share, right? They, they might they might split snaps, but again, with a high volume Miles Gaskin, you're going to get really great production from this guy, not only with his legs, but with his hands. Uh, last year, he actually finished seventh among, among RBs in receiving yards, and he actually had 87% catch rate, which is the second best out of all running backs, probably to Christian McCaffrey. So there's a lot of upside with this guy, and he's only 24 years old, and this is his second year in this system. So I think the more that he involves himself in this system, feels good about it. You know, they have a decent offensive line, not the greatest offensive line, but again, it's the legs and it's it's the hands especially if you're in a ppr league you want to invest in someone like miles gaskin so look for him towards the end of your drafts i mean not sorry not towards the end of your drafts but in the middle of the drafts right if you get miles gaskin he's a flex play he's not necessarily your rb2 unless you're in a huge league like a 14 16 team league uh, but he's a great flex play if you can because even though flex play is where he's going, his ceiling is definitely RB2, if not low tier RB1. So keep him in mind. A player that I really like, 
really, really like going 24th right now or is ranked 24th among RBs on ESPN. Kareem Hunt. Okay, so Kareem Hunt is probably the most talented RB2 in the NFL. I may be a little biased because I love Kareem Hunt. And also, I may not be biased because I've seen Kareem Hunt, right, as the workhorse in in Kansas City. So I've seen him, and he is incredibly talented. Even though he's quote-unquote a backup, he is an incredible flex play. So if you have got your RB1, RB2, look, Kareem Hunt is going to get touches he's gonna get yards he's gonna get tds and he's gonna get fantasy points guess where he ranked last year even though he was second fiddle to nick chubb guess where he was he finished cream hunt finished 12th or better among running backs in touches yards tds and fantasy points in every game that he played again he was 12th like meaning that he was like the 12th best running back, which means that even running backs on teams that have workhorses, Kareem Hunt was still better than a lot of these teams and a lot of these players. And he was the backup. He was the backup. And it's important to realize that his ceiling is so high, especially if anything happens to Nick Chubb. Anything happens to Nick Chubb, he is a top four, top three running back for the rest of the year. So you have an insurance policy in Kareem Hunt but you also have a valuable player that you can put in your flex and be insurance. There's no other player like Kareem Hunt right now. I love Kareem Hunt where his value is right now. He could end up being a top 10 or top 11 running back and you're getting him way, way down the list. Let's see where he's going right now. He's going 56th right now on ESPN PPR leagues. 56th and he might be a top 10 running back. Are you kidding me? Yes. Invest in Kareem Hunt. Another player that I like is Raheem Mostert on the San Francisco 49ers. Raheem Mostert right now, ranked among running backs on ESPN, is 28th. If y'all don't remember, Raheem Mostert is a beast. Raheem Mostert, when he's not injured, is an absolute monster. And, you know, people have very short memories. People tend to forget how great players are after what once they're injured like once they're injured everyone's like oh, i don't remember him being good no he's a freaking beast and he's eyeing to have a great bounce bounce back in 2021 now remember mostert had a lot of competition last year um and we can go down the list there we had jerry mckinnon we had jamichael hasty we had Tra- uh jeff wilson jr and now he has Trey Sermon also backing him up. So yes, there is a there are a lot of different players in that 49ers running back room. But Raheem Mostert is clearly the best player on in that running back core and he will clearly get most of that goal line work when he is available. Now of course there is the big what if he gets injured? But again, we're not looking at running back one, running back two, and he might even fall after your flex. This is a great bench player to pick up if he is available. He's going 107th right now in fantasy on ESPN. So look, you can grab him after your flex if he's there. And the upside is massive. It's absolutely massive. Mostert was fantasy's number 16 running back during the eight outings that he played before he got injured. And even though he handled, you know, 282 carries that time, he still tops yards per catch in the NFL among running backs. He's getting the numbers. He may not have as many catches as you want him to, but when he does, he's explosive. So remember, 
if he's getting carries, even though he's not getting target shares, he's still someone to look at and your risk is low here, right? You're not having him start as your RB1. He used to be an RB1. And his ceiling, frankly, could be RB1. So if you're getting him 107th and you're going to get possibly a top 20 running back, yeah, you want to invest in Raheem Mostert. Another one of my favorites this year is Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay is ranked 41 among running backs right now according to espn he is being drafted 133rd overall okay here we go with philip Lindsay. phil in philip Lindsay's rookie year he finished as rb 13 with over 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns on 227 carries then when denver signed melvin gordon okay his fantasy value dropped He's still a great player. It's just they decided to do a 50-50 split there. He still finished RB19 in fantasy. Remember, he's going RB41 right now. But he still finished RB19. I don't know why people are taking him so low this year. Because look at who is his competition right now? His competition is David Johnson. Was David Johnson good at a time? Absolutely. Has he been good for the last four years? Absolutely not. Why? Because of injuries. Okay. So Philip Lindsay, not injury prone, a very good running back. He's very explosive, uh, gets a lot of touches. So if he is the workhorse with the Texans, his value at RB 41 is massive, massive. Remember he was RB 19 last year with a split target share with Melvin Gordon. He's not going to have 50, 50 snaps with David Johnson. I guarantee you that. So I'm predicting he will be a top 20 running back this year, and you can get him at RB41. You know, you can get him way past your flex. You're getting him like as your fourth bench spot. So definitely I, Philip Lindsay, a great value here with the Texans. And again, we don't even know who the quarterback is in the Texans. I don't even know who's going to, you know, Brandon Cooks, I think, is going to eat, and we'll talk about Brandon later. But look, it's just Brandon Cooks. Philip Lindsay is going to get a lot of snaps. He's going to get a lot of end zone touches. So target Philip Lindsay. Lastly, in your running back groups. Okay, here's something that I didn't talk about during the fantasy manifesto uh, that I want to talk about now. It's important if you get one of those top picks. I'm talking Alvin Kamara. I'm talking Ezekiel Elliott. I'm talking CMC. It's important to know who their backups are. Because their backups tend to be workhorses if that player gets injured. And one of which who has been injured, who has had some concerns for me, is Ezekiel Elliott. So, with your last pick in the draft, or one of your last picks, it is very important to think of Tony Pollard. Okay, Tony Pollard, when he does play when Ezekiel Elliott's injured, he's a top 10 running back. Top 10. Now, not all backup running backs are created equal. Remember that. Not all of them are. Pollard was fantasy's top scoring RB in week 15 when Elliott was gone, producing 69 yards, two touchdowns on 12 carries and 63 yards with nine targets. So he can run the ball. He can catch the ball. And he does it at a high volume when he is the workhorse. But again, there's only a few of these like Alexander Madison for Dalvin Cook. Um Devonte Booker for Saquon Barkley and the reason why they're successful is because that's how their system is run right like if if Clyde Edwards Hilaire gets injured 
and then Jared McKinnon or Daryl Williams come in. The system isn't meant for CEH to be a workhorse in that offense, right? It's meant for Patrick Mahomes. But something like Dallas, right? Dallas prides themselves on establishing the run so that Dak Prescott can throw an easy bomb to CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, Mari Cooper, right? These offenses are built this way. So you need to find, you need to know who these offenses are and then you need to find their backup and then pick them very, very last because the insurance policy is huge. Like if, if you have those, like if you picked Ezekiel Elliott, you should pick Tony Pollard no matter what. If you have Saquon Barkley, you should take Devontae Booker no matter what. Or you can use it as a ransom. Say you don't have Ezekiel Elliott, but you do have Tony Pollard. And then Ezekiel Elliott gets injured. Then you have a chip above whoever drafted Ezekiel Elliott. You message them right away and say, hey, guess who I have? Tony Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott's gone for five weeks. Then you can ask for a king's ransom. You can ask for a king's ransom for Tony Pollard, and you pick them your very last pick. So I hope you understand how valuable that is, right? Always consider if you have one of those top six picks that we talked about, right? We talked about all of those running backs. Know who their backups are and consider taking one of them. Okay, now we're going to move on to wide receivers. One of my favorite value picks. One of my favorite picks is T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Bengals. So T. Higgins is not getting a lot of love because Jamar Chase is getting all the love about being this great rookie wide receiver. He's going to be one of the best in the league. Fine. Most of the time, other than Justin Jefferson and maybe some other examples, rookie wide receivers usually don't get a lot of love in that rookie year, especially when it comes to fantasy. So you want to rely on an experienced wide receiver that can pop off. And one of those is T. Higgins. T. Higgins is going 23rd right now among wide receivers. He is being drafted 59th overall according to ESPN. Last year, T. Higgins played 81% of the offensive snaps and had a 21% target share, 31% air yards last year. Okay, for those of you that don't know those numbers, that's a lot. 81% of the offensive snaps, are you kidding me? And what did Armando say about fantasy? Talent plus time. Yeah, he's getting a lot of time in that field. Target share, a lot as well. 21% is a lot, I'm sorry. So T. Higgins is bound to have a huge year, I think. I think he's going to pop off. I think he could be a top 15 running wide receiver. And you're getting him at an incredible value of 23. Okay? So definitely someone to look out for for your flex position, if not your wide receiver two position, uh, because he has tremendous upside. And look, Joe Burrow's going to be back. His offensive line isn't great, but he has someone to trust in T. Higgins. He can't really trust Jamar Chase, even though he's... You know, he's worked with him before. You can't really trust Jamar Chase off the bat. You can you can trust T. Higgins off the bat. You know, you can he's someone that was reliable even when Joe Burrow wasn't there. So definitely look at T. Higgins, one of my favorite picks this year. Another great pick that we kind of talked about a little earlier was Brandon Cooks, wide receiver for the Texans. He's going 34th right now among wide receivers. He's going 80th overall. Who else is whoever the the quarterback is in te- in Texas? Who else is that person going to throw to? Actually, I think the quarterback is Terod Taylor. <laughs> who is Terod Taylor going to throw to? I don't even know who's on this team. Let's see. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Chris Conley, Kiki Cutie. Okay. 
Are you kidding me? If you had to rank all those, Brandon Cooks is in a tier of his own. So Brandon Cooks is a clear wide receiver one. And remember, talent plus time. Last year, he had a career-high 24% target share, ranking 12th at the position with 9.7 yards per target and handling a career-high 9 end zone targets. So here, here we got a lot of stuff here. We got a high target share. We have a high end zone target share which is really important and yards after catch he's incredible so you need to understand he's a great player wide receiver one please look at brandon cooks who here's another favorite of mine going 41th or rank 41 against all wide receivers is Devonte smith rookie out of the eagles now i just talked about how we don't want to target rookie wide receivers but every once in a while we have a person like justin jefferson and honestly I think Devontae Smith is that guy. Now, let's look at Justin Jefferson. Stephon Diggs left, and the Vikings are known to pass, pass, pass. So Justin Jefferson was put in a position that he was going to get a high target share, and that's why he was successful. Looking at Devontae Smith, who else is on this team? Okay, let's look. JJ, Arcega Whiteside, Travis Fulgham. Jalen Rager, Andre Patton, John Hightower. Okay, Jalen Rager had a few good weeks. Cool. So did Travis Fulgham. But they are not as talented as our boy Devontae Smith. We also know that the Eagles traded up to get him. So they think very highly of Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith was Jalen Hurts' former teammate. And that chemistry is very valuable. Again, he's going very low. He's going 81st. So you don't need to get him as your wide receiver too, not even your flex. There's just someone to put on your bench. If he doesn't work out, fine. If he does, he can be one of the the best wide receivers just like Justin Jefferson was last year. He is the new Justin Jefferson Hot Take Mondo is predicting. So keep an eye on Devontae Smith. He's going super, super low and just grab him. It doesn't work, fine, drop him. Speaking about dropping, I've been doing a lot of mock drafts and you know who's like really, really, really dropping, which is weird, Michael Thomas. Now, remember my fountain... <laughs> My found manifesto, I said, don't draft Michael Thomas. I said that because Michael Thomas was going like 20th. Like he, he, he was, he was ranked like top 20 wide receiver and he was going like 40th overall. Okay. He's, he's dropped all the way to the 37th ranked wide receiver. He's going 96th overall. Okay. This is when this becomes valuable. Like the reason why I said don't draft him is because he was going way too high. Now he's going super low. And here's the reason why. Okay. Played with injuries. He's not going to play for at least the first three weeks. Fine. We don't care. At 96, we're not going to put any, any of our bench players in week one, week two, week three. Right. These are investment picks. And this is the biggest investment you can make the biggest investment why because when when he comes back in three weeks what do people think he's gonna be a like less than a 20th ranked wide receiver are you kidding me he's gonna be a top five wide receiver he's gonna be incredible Jameis winston has has received the job over Taysom hill winston loves to throw the ball he loves to throw interceptions too but he loves to throw the ball guess who loves to catch the ball oh yeah michael freaking thomas remember 2019 he set an nfl single season reception record while posting an incredible 149 catches 
Over 1,700 yards receiving on only 185 targets. Okay, that that's a big deal. You know, Thomas had finished four consecutive seasons as a top seven fantasy wide receiver before last year. So, I th- look, this is going to be a bounce back year. And again, it's so low risk. If he's going at 96, come on. No brainer. No brainer. Pick him up. I don't know why everyone is doing this to Michael Thomas. Okay. Let's move on to quarterbacks. So I kind of talked about this last time, but I'll talk about it a little more in depth because you don't want to reach on quarterback unless you're in a weird league. Like my brother, my brother's in this weird league where if you get more than 50, like if you throw over 50 yards in one pass, then your quarterback automatically gets 10 points or something which is stupid because then yeah Patrick Mahomes is going to be incredible it's like if you play fantasy basketball and you get points for triple doubles and then yeah of course Russell Westbrook is going to be the best player on that on that squad so it's the same here you know if you're in a weird league like that then go high go yes if you have a weird league where you have you have all these bonus points that are stupid then yeah pick up Patrick Mahomes pick up Justin Herbert, pick up Kyler Murray, pick up Lamar Jackson. But if you're just in a standard league, wait for Ryan freaking Tannehill. So Ryan Tannehill is going 136th overall. He is ranked, I believe, the 11th quarterback. Yeah, Tannehill's going, yeah, Tannehill's going 11 right now. And look, Tannehill has the best offense he's ever had in his life with Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and then, of course, Derrick Henry. So it's important to consider all of these things. Ryan Tannehill is a very efficient quarterback. For example, these last two years, he's totaled 66 touchdowns with 13 interceptions while completing 67 of his passes and averaging a league-best 8.9 yards per attempt. Okay, that's a lot. That's very efficient. He has strong efficiency. Yeah, he's not going to throw the deep ball, but he's going to get you points. And you can take him last in your league. right? If you're in a 10-team league, you can get Ryan Tannehill. No problem. So look out for Ryan. Incredible value. He's got an incredible team. Another person I love, my boy, Ryan's Fitz Magic. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick, for those of you that might know him. He's going 314th. So again, this is this is a fun place to take to take Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's probably going to be under waiver wire, so you can wait. You can wait to pick him up, and you can, if you want, you can do Fitz Magic and like Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is there, play Fitz Magic until Justin Fields is the starter, and then you can drop him. He can throw the deep ball. In the two games that he played last year, he was QB three. Okay, in 2018, in the five games he played. He was QB3. In the 12 games he played in 2019, he was QB3. Okay, we're talking like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Fitzmagic when he played. Okay, now he's the starting quarterback on a pretty good offense, a very underrated offense with Scary Terry, with Antonio Gibson, and J.D. McKissick. Okay, those, those are great players that are going to do very well in fantasy, and Fitzmagic is going to inherit this team. So a great person to get on draft day if you believe in like streaming quarter, quarterbacks, which actually I'm not opposed to. So consider that. Lastly, let's round it out with some TEs. Last week, Austin Eckler did an interview with Scheffner, and Scheffner asked him, who is the biggest sleeper on the Chargers? And without 
a hesitation, Eckler said Jared Cook. Like, Jared Cook looks incredible. Jared Cook is incredibly underrated. I don't know why people are devaluing Jared Cook. He's the man. All right. We're going to listen to Austin Eckler because we like Austin Eckler. Jared Cook is going... Cook is going 21st right now among tight ends. 219th overall in fantasy. So again, you get this guy with like one of your last picks if you went really hard on wide receiver and running back. He could be great. He can be, according to Austin Eckler, he can be a top 10 tight end. Who knows? So take a flyer on him if you want. Uh, I, I'm i all in on Jared Cook, so we'll see what happens there. Lastly, we're taking Janu Smith, tight end for the Patriots now. Janu signed a four-year, $50 million contract with the Patriots. Okay, Patriots don't just like hand out money. $50 million? Yeah, I don't think so. If the Patriots are giving that money, that means he's going to get a lot of target share. That means he's going to get a lot of snaps. For example, last season, Johnny Smith had career highs in targets with 65, career highs in receptions with 41, and career highs in yards with 448. For Johnny Smith's career, his post-catch production has been off the charts. He's ranked no lower than 7th at tight end in receptions after the catch great value here fine if you want to get another tight end but you aren't sure about that tight end from the beginning take johnny smith as insurance because he's going super low and i think he's going to be great on that team regardless of if it's mac jones or if it's cam newton he could get a lot of target share especially in the red zone because there's not a lot going on in in patriots realm when it comes to wide receivers as well like nelson Aguilar, fine Nikhil Harry hasn't lived up to the hype. You know, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of people that are going to get fed, and I think Johnny Smith is going to be one of them that gets fed. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in again. If you like the show, let let us know on Instagram, Fountain City SM. Let us know how we, we're doing. Uh, I'm really excited to do more of these Fountain Fantasy segments for you. Um, Try to do one once a week, but we'll see. Uh, and then once fantasy happens, we'll talk solely about waiver wire and uh, people that you should trade kind of some best value once the season starts but for now this is all we got this is hot take mondo peace